Welcome back, folks, to the footyjumpers.com podcast. Uh, my name is Rob, and I am your co-host. With me is my co-host, and that's Lockie. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the footyjumpers.com podcast. So we've been going along through the clubs alphabetically, looking through their history of jumpers and changes that they've made. Obviously, some have had a little bit less history than others, but this one is packed of a lot of history, but probably not all that many jumper changes, at least from what we've known. But um, and that is Carlton that we're on today. So yeah. what's yeah? What are we looking at today with this Carlton one, Rob? <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> no, uh, no, that's not. That's not fair because, um, well, they are one of the first clubs. They were one of the strongest clubs in the very earliest days of even pre-VFA, uh, you know, one of the first footy clubs. They were one of the first footy clubs to have a uniform at all. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, the very earliest days of footy, there weren't too much to distinguish one player from another, you know, one team from another team. Uh, what they, what some of the clubs and the first clubs to do it were Melbourne, Carlton, and Geelong. They started wearing caps, and Carlton initially had an orange cap. Then they had a blue band on their orange cap, and then they changed it to a blue cap with a white band. And realistically, they've been blue with a little bit of white ever since. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, as I say, that's going back to the eighteen sixties. Wow, it's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, and, uh, yeah, they've been basically dark navy blue since back in those days as well. I think there was, um, well, it's Oxford blue is a navy blue, and it's it's generally regarded as a dark navy blue, and uh, they referred to that, but I'm not sure if that's uh, really an official nomination you know it's it's like well it sort of looks like oxford blue to me so i'm going to call it oxford blue there were no <laughs> you know pantone matching systems and things like that in those days but generally you know they've been dark blue for a yeah. very long dark navy blue for a very long time uh so yeah as i say the, the 1860s they were the one of the first ones to actually introduce anything that you know everybody in the team was wearing and then uh, 1873 is sort of the first time in Australian football where there's a decision made by the delegates of all the clubs that everybody will wear knickerbockers and those knickerbockers will be, generally they'll be blue, but uh, in a lot of cases you might get black, you might get white, uh, and, and that's about it. But it yeah. also meant that because knickerbockers only come to your knee, that you could also have socks that would then be in different colours. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Essendon have red and black um, hose, they're called, which is a thick sock. Carlton, as we're talking about today, they originally uh, started in grey socks. They only had them for one year. And then 18, from 1874, they were blue and white hooped socks. And uh, I think there was them and Geelong who had, you know, blue and white hooped jumpers, but they were one of the only ones with blue and white hooped socks. And then uh, back in those days, it would have just been a navy blue, sort of a what they call the work 
Jersey or Guernsey, sorry, worked Guernsey. Yeah. And from there, they went to uh, the 1880s is when canvas jumpers really started becoming a thing. And so from the 1880s, they had, uh, well, the reinforcing is generally down the middle of the the um, jumper. It's mm. it's like a piece of extra material where the holes are made for the laces to go through. It's basically and then a, the shoulders are another place. Sorry, I think we were we were discussed this in the other series. Hey, it's basically it was yeah. like a piece of tent that they would sort of cut a couple holes exactly. out and stitch it up yeah. in the middle. Exactly right. Yeah, and because they'd been wearing dark blue, they continued wearing dark blue with the the canvas lace ups. But then they dressed the the reinforcing up, uh, particularly that around the shoulders, and. It, it had like a well, I guess the the word for it is scalloped, but it's um, like a circular design, and different players had different versions of that. I mean, there was a sort of a standard one, which is a little bit like the Fitzroy or Brisbane Bears, sorry, Brisbane Lions or Brisbane Bears too, Brisbane Lions yoke, but um, instead of just being a straight line, it had like a wave to it, which mm. is, as I say, it's called scalloped. And, yeah, but some of them had that rounded, some of them had it more V-shaped, and but always with the scallops. And so that's what we've tried to show on the website, that from the 1880s, uh, yeah, well, they, they the other name for it is a saddle because uh, it went mm. across the top of the jumper. And so that was originally, well, it's made of chamois, which is a type of leather, but what they would do is they would paint them white, Mm. but then realistically, as soon as they washed them, that paint would start to wear off and they were using them for, you know, anything up to, you know, five, 10 years, the same Jersey Guernsey. Uh, I mean, at that point it's a jumper because it's, it's neither a Guernsey or a Jersey. It's a canvas. Yeah, it's a piece of canvas. Yeah, um, which is neither Guernsey or Jersey. So it's a raw good. call it a jumper. Yeah, uh, it's a lace up. But so that lace up jumper, um, the the paint would just wash off, and you know for the most part, when you see Carlton, I mean, you're only getting black and white photos anyway. But when they were recolouring those photos, they were generally recolouring them with a chamois look rather than a, you know, a brilliant white look. Mm. So that's the reason that I present. I mean, I, I realised that, you know, Carlton's colours are blue and white and though that chamois was originally white, but it wasn't white for very long. And, yeah. you know, most of the players that ran out there on Saturdays and played footy had a, a chamois sort of look to it. Now, that's not to say that it looked like the way they presented it in the um, heritage rounds later on because they sort of overemphasised it and went with a, a real yellow kind of colour, mm. and that's not necessarily the look of chamois either. Uh, but, yeah, so that's what they did. They they had those and they wore that into the VFL. And then eventually those lace-up jumpers I mean, they weren't comfortable, you know, generally they wore something underneath them just because they chafed their arms and so on. And so 
they would wear what they called a Spencer, but we today would call that a T-shirt, and they would wear those realistically until the early 1900s, and that's where um, woolen jumpers, Guernseys, just became more popular. Um, And then, well, I guess there was a slow change into them, but by 1908, most players are wearing the all blue, um, Mm. like navy blue um, Guernsey. And then 1909, they actually had a – the logo that they had on it was Carlton Football Club, but also Carlton Cricket Club. So it was like C, C, F, C, C, something like that, yeah. Carlton Cricket and Football Club. Um, <laughs> but And I remember actually some of the historians of Carlton that I know uh, were surprised about that because the Carlton Football Club and Cricket Club never got along because, you know, both of them wanted to use the the, the same ground. Uh, you know, they the, the Cricket Club wanted to keep the, the wicket perfect. The footy club yeah. wanted to practice in the middle of the ground because that's where all the action is. And so, yeah, the Carlton Football Clubs and Cricket Clubs apparently uh, didn't get along. But that first mm-hmm. year of the monogram was, um, yeah, had the both football club and cricket club. But then the next year, <laughs> the next year they ditched it and uh, it was just the CFC Carlton Football Club. Now, that's not the same as the one that they wear today. Uh, they actually didn't adopt that until 1927. However, uh, they did have, um, yeah, they did have the, it's actually the the CFC, it's sort of like the monogram they used in the Heritage Round. Yeah, obviously, all of these Mm. designs are on the website. But, yeah, from 1910 through to 1926, they had a very thin um, old school, you know, an old script sort of um, CFC monogram. Uh, they tried to dress up their their jumpers, well, dress them up. They put a white band around the collar from 1923 to 1925. Yeah, right. And apart from that, apart from that, Carlton jumpers looked, yeah, yeah. in 1927, they bought in the CFC monogram they wear today. Um, there was a period when they first bought out the sublimated jumpers that mm. they – they actually went with exactly the same logo that's on the um, the club logo. So, you know, you could have an intertwined monogram. So they went with that from 98 to 2005. Then 2006, they sort of simplified that a bit. They wore that till 2014. And then 2015, they went back to the CFC monogram that, you know, that they've been wearing since the 20s and, and still wear it today. Um, yeah, there's been a few little things here and there. Uh, and when we're getting to now is uh, the introduction of the the sublimated jumpers. But even back in 1904 and 1914, they actually wore a white sash on their jumpers when they played Fitzroy. Now, to me, maroon doesn't look that similar to... Yeah, um, <laughs> To navy blue, however, uh, yeah, in those games, they um, 
Yeah, two games. Like, it was always the second game. Like, the second game they played Fitzroy in 1904, they wore a white sash. And then the second time they played Fitzroy in 1914, they wore a white sash. Mm. And... Um, one was actually at Princess Park. I'm pretty sure one was at Princess Park. They were the home team, but they wore the um, the clash jumper. So, and I, I mean, the the way that they thought in those days was if you created the clash, then you're responsible for resolving it. And yeah, I was Brunswick Street. Uh, sorry, I looked it up. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, like because Carlton had had the lighter canvas jumpers, when they moved to the darker jumpers, they, um, yeah, they they were deemed to be responsible for resolving the clash. So so in the 1909 when they added the logo, were they like, what, the first sort of club to add this logo? Like, would you know where the inspiration sort of goes, comes from nowhere to you know all what, of a sudden I, they're adding the logos? Yeah, you know what? I actually don't. I've never um, addressed that. I've never really had that. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've never seen a reference to why they had CFC. Yeah, um, and and they definitely are like they precede Fitzroy by a number of years um, for having any sort of monogram yeah. on their jumpers. No other club had a monogram. And realistically, all through the AF, VFL and AFL, you know, the only clubs with monograms were Carlton and Fitzroy. And mm. yeah, Carlton's goes back to 19, well, 09 for the cricket club reference and 1910 for Carlton Football Club um, yeah. on the monogram. So for their home jumpers, at least, and quick recap. So basically, they brought the logo in in 1909 and it was the more... Cincinnati sort of style C, and then the more sort of I don't know flat, I guess. And then twenty seven, they changed the logo, and then they pretty much have that till the eighties. And then they change it up, gets a bit more circle, and then back to how it was. And that's pretty much it for their home jumpers, eh? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And as you know, as we mentioned, yeah, you know, a couple of times they had um, a white sash to distinguish yeah. them from from Fitzroy. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for the home yeah. jumpers. Um, you know, the only oh, thing I'd probably add is uh, Nike got a bit, I won't say lazy, I don't even know what it is, but, you know, Nike have an elasticised side to mm. their jumpers and there was a period in the, the mid-2000s where the Carlton jumper, the, the navy blue on the sides and the shoulders was a different colour to the navy blue on the front and the back. And they, oh. Oh, they just looked awful. <laughs> like, and you'll see them on um, Instagram, places like that. You know, people got a match-worn Chris Judd jumper and you think, good grief. Yeah. <laughs> it's all it's three, three shades of blue. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, they can get pretty ugly. Yeah, so then the away jumpers then. So what are we looking well, at for yeah, Carlton? Right, so Carlton resisted the, the move to away jumpers. They yeah. weren't interested. 2007, the AFL mandated that every club has to have a home and – oh, sorry, every club has to have a light and a dark kit and they get then get to choose which they want to use in home games. Carlton then had to come out with a light kit and they went with a white jumper to begin with. 
they had that for what four years um oh seven eight nine ten then 2011 and 12 they had a sky blue jumper and um, that was their clash jumper and these these white ones with the logos are just pretty much at least the first ones are pretty much just an inverted Carlton jumper oh, they are. exactly yeah, yeah. exactly they're, yeah. they're white where it was navy and navy where it was white um, yeah I mean, they've also got sides on them, those elastic sides that I was telling you about. Um, yeah. They've got those on them too. And, but so that was 2008. It seems so much later than what you would think, you know, that that's mandated. Um, you mean later uh, in life? I, I'm surprised that it would happen in 2007, 2008 to sort of force clubs to be wearing OA jumpers or class right. jumpers, yeah. if you will. Well, it just it is, does seem quite late. In 2006, there, you know, half the clubs didn't have an alternate jumper. Yeah. And were forced to have one, yeah, in 2007. Yeah. You really forget about so, it. Back, yeah. you th- you th- I don't know. You just kind of figure that happened to, happened a while ago, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's exactly right. But, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing with footy. Footy's changed so much. Well, you know, um, like, you know, researching Carlton and you go back to the 1860s and the 1870s and books exist you know, in the state library, which they've scanned and they've now got online. One of them's called The Footballer. And you can download The Footballer and the stuff that they have in there is unbelievable. You know, like the rules of footy are nothing like it's it's almost not the same game. Yeah. You know, like they're talking about um, kicking a goal. Well, it was like 1872 when it when you had to kick a goal. You know how mm. like if a ball gets rushed through yeah. or punch, you know, touch through, that used to be a goal. If it was pushed oh, through, yeah, right. through whatever, it was a goal. Yeah, but right. 1872 was when they said, no, nah, you're going to have to kick it. It's going to have to come off below your knee, you know, to the end of your foot, somewhere in there, that's going to have to be. Because you could just do a rugby try. You could yeah. you could punch it through. You, you know, do what you like. Yeah, so, yeah. Just crazy stuff like that where you just it's entirely you different. can't imagine that kicking the footy was not, a goal. Yeah. <laughs> well, not kicking the footy was still a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but that's, you know, that's that's how it used to be. Um, so, yeah, getting back to Carlton's flash jumpers, then yeah. they went with, in 20, like they had the, the sky blue one, and we'll get to the promotional ones, and, yeah. you know, yes, they wore the blue M&M one um, as a one-off in 97. But... In 2013, they started this thing where they had the bottom of the jumpers was, a, well, go back, call it a scalloped um, shape at the bottom of the the clash jumper in 2013. 2014, they took it off the front, but not off the back. And then 2015, they bought it back again. I've got <laughs> no idea what that was about. Absolutely no idea. But they, they, changed they, the, they changed the logos on the front, didn't they? That was it. Uh, well, 2015 was when they returned to the CFC, yeah. the, the 1920s The original CFCs. one, yeah. and the 13 was more the, the newer version one. Exactly, yeah, and they'd had that, you know, since the introduction of the um, of the sublimated jumpers where effectively they're printing the, the die into the jumper by, mm. um, yeah, it's like a printer. 
but the process is actually um, heating up the ink to the point that it's a gas and then injecting it into the jumper and then cooling it back down again. Yeah. That's how they make it's a yeah, realistically, it's a similar process to a printer, you know, mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Or a similar result, not a similar process. But then um <clears throat> I guess where they've got a little bit interesting is 2017, they sort of experimented with this light grey circular pattern, which yeah. you couldn't really notice it just watching them on TV. But if you picked up one of the jumpers, it was like, yeah, it was like this circular sort of pattern where it it faded from uh, like a grey colour at the top to white at the bottom. Um, Were they through... with Nike at that point? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because yeah. so it, looks, it looks so much like the, you know, top-tier soccer leagues around the world, how their Nike, Nike kits kind of look similar pattern design. It kind of looks oh, like one of those. Yeah, exactly. And Nike and Adidas, that's what they were doing. You know, they'd take... Um, a graphic design that they'd made for one sport and then they adopted it into somebody else, you know, in the same way the Hawthorne Power Ranger jumper was also a Chelsea third kit. It's the (laughs) same design. It's, you know, it's just been rehashed in this case onto a footy jumper. Yeah. So, you know, and another influence that Nike gave Carlton was, um, you know, they have a colour kit. All of the manufacturers have a colour palette, if you like. Um, 2018, they wore, it's officially called Wolf Grey. Um, so they had the Wolf Grey away jumper. And I think the first time they wore it was against Richmond in round one. And they wore it with grey shorts and it, it just looked like a school uniform. Like <laughs> they all looked like they belonged in, you know, grade six at some private school or something. It was just, yeah, it just did not. So, um, yeah, well, to have a look at the uniform, you could go to the 2018 season and, uh, well, yeah, we probably should post that. But um, actually, originally they wore the blue jumper the home jumper with the grey shorts, and then later they wore the grey jumper with the grey shorts against the Crows. And I think that's the uh, – no, they wore it against St Kilda as well. Um, oh, hang on, they wore it against Frio. So they wore the grey against, you know, the, the clubs they clashed with. Yeah. But they wore the grey shorts with the home jumper in the first game. It was not a good look, and they ditched it after one season. <laughs> and went back to, you know, back, what they wear. Oh, back I, to I, safety. I'm, yeah, back to the safety of a white jumper with a blue monogram. Yeah. And then 2022, they actually made the monogram white and then they outlined it in blue. Yeah. So, yeah but, yeah, realistically, their class jumpers, apart from three seasons, their class jumpers been a white jumper mostly with um, their monogram on it. Uh, you know, mm. it's almost a reverse of the the home jumpers. So where they get interesting, well, I mean, well, things I'm interested in is not necessarily what everyone else is interested. But, <laughs> you know, they've done some things in a promotional one-off sort of thing. Uh, for a period there, it was a yearly event to have a Carlton one-off promotional jumper for the members. So I don't know how many times they dipped into the pockets of the members, but... 
they had a 2013, 2014. Uh, they didn't have one in 2015. They had one in 2016. They had one 2017. They, I think they gave up on the members and they had a thing called the Blue Out. And it was a blue jumper. Um, so it was all navy blue. Of it, well, it was always a navy blue, but the monogram was navy blue with a white outline. The number was navy blue with a white outline. Um, so they, yeah, they're the masters of the one-off promotional mm. jumper. I guess, like a lot of clubs, they've sort of slowed down on that over the the lockdown period. Um, yeah, they they haven't done too many of those as recent times. But, oh, they, uh, well, firstly, the 1997, they were one of the first ones to effectively sell their jumper for a game, which was the M&M promotion. Uh, so light blue M&Ms were a thing. And Carlton. So how did a, that yeah, come about? Uh, M&M, well, Mars own M&Ms. Mars have been calling uh, Carlton sponsors over a period of years. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so someone from Mars has been involved with Carlton, you know, at a at some sort of level. And as I say, they've been sponsors of theirs for a number of years. And so, yeah, it, it's obviously through that connection with Mars that M&Ms have um, mm come on as the sponsor. You know, they were and, the club sponsor 2010 to 15. Yeah. Like the main sponsor. Yeah, you always associate the two together. And it was there, do you think mm. they sort of drew on that with the away jumper in 2011? I think that was the idea. But, you know, realistically, Sky Blue won't clash with a navy blue club and it, you still get to call them the blues. So there was part of that as well. I think there was, you know, just that tie-in with the fact that they are the blues and it's a blue colour. Yeah. So as much as the fact that, yeah, they'd worn it, you know, <clears throat> in the 90s uh, as a one-off. Um, but oh, the other one was in 2009, back before Lance Armstrong was a dirty word, they mm. had the yellow jersey Livestrong jumper. Um, Lance Armstrong, bike rider, turned out he was a cheat. Uh, he he had a foundation called Livestrong. Um, yes. The colour of that was yellow because the you know leader of the Tour de France wears a yellow jersey, uh, yellow jacket. What do they call it? You know, y- yeah, yellow spandex. And- so they wore that as a one-off jumper, which doubled as a clash jumper because they were playing against Fremantle. So, um. yeah, so there was that tie-in as well. I don't know that they'll ever be going back to the yellow Livestrong jumper. Um, you yeah, you don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the not. The hit probably dirt. But, um, but yeah, the, you know, the other thing was these – Members jumpers and the there's a thing called the tradition jumper where they had the uh, Carlton Premiership Cups around the bottom of the back of the jumper like mm. a, like a track stamp. Um, you know, members jumpers where you you paid some sort of money, you got your name printed on a jumper. I don't know whether you got one of the jumpers or whether you uh, you know then had to go and buy that jumper as well. Yeah. But, uh, what ended up happening was the space that was being taken up by the members 
was getting smaller and smaller because it seemed like less people were interested in actually paying for the privilege. So, <laughs> so that sort of died out. And then the blue out jumper was a tribute to the suburb of Carlton. So they had, you know, things like Ligon Street and Faraday Street and stuff like that um, written on it. And then the most recent thing that they've been doing is having one member's name just on the back of their jumpers. So, you know, Billy Bloggs. Oh. Been a Carlton. How do they get don't know. Don't know. I don't want to, <laughs> you know, muddy the waters and pretend that I do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but they've had people's names on the back of their jumpers a couple of times now. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah, been yeah, a thought. Yeah. 2020, they did it twice, once on the home, once on the clash. 22, they did it again, but they moved it under the number because now they've got that Tripper deal sponsorship across the top. And they've also done the Carlton Respects jumper for gender equality and, you know, prevention for prevention of violence against women. Mm. No, it's just the orange no. collar and cuffs, right? That's the orange thing. Yeah, that's the orange collar and cuffs. Now, what they've been doing over a number of years has been wearing orange socks in certain games to, mm. sign, to support that cause. But uh, now they've actually had, a, you know, an actual jumper. Last uh, last season, yeah, okay, so, yeah, so they're doing a little bit there. across what the home away and one offs. We've probably had, you know, what three different colours that aren't navy blue or white, well, maybe two, light blue and yellow, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they haven't really ventured too far, and you know that's part of the strength of their brand. The, oh, absolutely. They're the I old mean, dark navy blues. I mean, if you talk old dark navy blue, you just say that, that means Carlton. Yeah, that's, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. Um, what about the yeah, I mean, indigenous rounds? Do we see, what do we see going yeah, on there? So, well, <laughs> there were some influences, as I understand it, um, in the Carlton corporate structure, let's call it, that had, uh, let's say, a diminished interest in changing the Carlton jumper too much. Right. And so the AFL had, I don't want to say mandated, but strongly suggested that, you know, this would be a good idea for clubs. Uh, the, actually, the first artist that did a Carlton jumper is actually Mitch Robinson's I think it's his wife. I think they oh, they this artist did some player. other ones we just talked about, right? That's right. She did Brisbane Lions, yeah. So, so the first one was just a boomerang underneath the Carlton monogram, and you know, with an indigenous sort of pattern in the in the F of the Carlton Football Club CFC, and a boomerang underneath that. And mm. apart from that, you know, you wouldn't have known the difference. The jumper. next two. The indigenous round or the the indigenous art that was on it was really only a watermark on the the jumper. It was very yeah, light, just like it was a very difficult, lighter to see. shade of navy blue. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, realistically, what it is, it's it's white that then has a level of transparency that mm. the navy blue that's underneath it comes through it, and yeah. so yeah. 
very light. Um, the first one was a snake and two turtles. The second one was a turtle, which I believe is actually uh, the totem of Doug Nichols, Sir Doug Nichols. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's that's where that sort of came along. But as I say, uh, if you if you're watching the game you'd struggle to see it just on TV. You realistically, you had to go and buy one of the jumpers to really get a, a better handle on what they looked like. Yeah. 2017 was a little bit different in that. Bit of um, colour. Well, yeah, a little Sticking. bit of colour, but um, it was a fairly basic design, to be fair. Some footprints, yeah. boomerangs, um, and then a starburst sort of a thing. They did seem to make a little bit of an effort in that they were selling other apparel, things like scarves and stuff, uh, with the that design on it. But I think, yeah, it's probably still fair to say that they were just they they didn't seem as invested in the process as some of the other clubs might have been. And like then Brisbane, for example, is like every single one of the Brisbane Lions jumpers is like a piece of art. Yeah. Whereas Carlton, I'd probably say, uh, they're, you know, they're not all that fair income. Yeah, I think that they, they definitely pulled their socks up, though, over the next year, didn't they? 2018, when I say Brisbane is like a piece of art, twenty the the 2018 Carlton jumper is, um, well, how would you describe it? It's like I mean, a paint splash. nothing. Nothing else like it. There is nothing else. It it. Looks as much. It could look like the paint palette as much as the the canvas. Um, yeah, it's it's a bunch of different colours blending into each other. Again, it's going to be on the website. You you know where to look for it. But yeah, that is a crazy. And then it's sort design. of the boomerang makes the C. The sort of boomerang is the C yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then the F is a tree trunk. Yeah. Um, you know, it's yeah, it's it's very unique, very different, and you know probably captures more of what um uh, that you know the, the 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 jumpers for that round. I won't say the round um has come to signify because that's mm. a lot more than just jumpers. Yeah, but, uh, crazy sort of um design that we need. Yeah, to- absolutely. 2019, they got um, Shelley Ware, who's on TV. She does the, um, oh, now I can't remember the name of the TV show on SBS, <laughs> the footy show on SBS. But she she designed that jumper, and that's got like a shield and yeah. uh, well, a bunch of stuff. It looks um, more of the traditional art style, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's exactly what I was going to say. It's it's more in line with what you what I traditionally think of as is indigenous art yeah um 2020 they had to wear the clash jumpers and they were well probably going back to a more basic design and then the last couple of years again they've gone with you know what we would probably consider a, a more classical um indigenous artwork yeah yeah that's right. so yeah i think they got off to a, a pretty slow start and then, um, and then but they've really picked up the. You still find that the majority of them still either just shades of blue and you know splashes of whites and greys. Like it's very, very consistent with the the use of just blue and whites oh, and yeah. greys. 
it doesn't even matter for the indigenous rounds. It's just all the artwork will be in the same sort of color format to follow that brand, I guess, as you mentioned. Because yeah, some of the other clubs will yeah. be putting all sorts of colors on these indigenous rounds. But yeah, Colin just pretty much all of them have just sort of kept very consistent with blue on blues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and as you said before, you know they've they've had um, navy blue, white, sky blue. Well, they had yellow for one round, yeah. um, and in the very earliest days they had orange. That's the the total of their yeah. colour palette from the 1860s to today. Uh, so, and, you know, good luck to them. But, I, yeah, I mean, obviously they're giving people direction that these are the colours you can use and there's no other alternatives. But yeah. they, they, that's their prerogative. I think that's, that's a strength. Right. I, I guess realistically it, the it's going to be the status quo most likely over the next two episodes as well. Uh, pretty much, yeah. I think both Carlton and, and Collingwood will be our next episode. Yes. But uh, both Carlton and Collingwood have that link to the tradition, um, you know, and it it is a it is a brand position to be something that's unchanging, something that's, uh, you know, it's always been there as the representation of that club. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Collingwood haven't done much more than black and white stripes, but mm. I think we'll probably find some uh, some places where they haven't been. So, yeah, but there's, a, there's a little teaser for next week. <laughs> I, think, um, I think that's probably a good look across Collins' jumpers, the sort of – Interesting one-off jumpers, Indigenous, and then, yeah, the home and away. I mean, as we sort of described, it's not a whole lot of change. But, yeah, that's just Carlton, the Navy Blues. I mean, what more do you want from them? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's probably enough to wrap it up for this week, though, Carlton. And um, then, right. yeah, so we're on the lookout for Collingwood next week or next episode. And, yeah, we'll get into that one. But, yeah, I think for now it's probably a good place to stop it up there. And uh, any other... Well, we'll think we'll have to stick to our tradition, and we'll pick our favourite and least favourite jumpers, Rob. Before oh, yeah. we before we sign off and forget, we have to every round. So, no, I what do you totally reckon? Totally agree. Give me and your give me your least favourite. My least favourite is going to be the clash jumper that they wore that had no front to it, but it had a back to it. Um, <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, but it the twenty fourteen. Yep, so the 2014 yeah. Clash Jumper had, uh, you know, it was mismatched, had no, yeah, it had no thing on the front. It was just a regular Clash Jumper on the front, and the back, for no particular reason, had the the blue scallop thing that was on there from 2013, and then they went back to it in 2015. So, yeah, mm. it's just that mismatch thing that I don't particularly like. Yeah. Um, Almost pains me to say it, but the best Carlton jumper is the Carlton jumper that they wear today. It's it's been the same since you know the yeah. late 1920s, with a little bit of a change in you know in the the look of the monogram. But you can understand that. But realistically, Carlton's jumper is one of the uh, premier sort of looks in footy. It's iconic. As it's iconic, and as I say, as much as it pains me to admit it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's true. Well, um, and all right, I'll do my two as well. So I'll go the least favourite. 
I'll probably go with the 2018 Wolf Grey Carlton Jumper. There you go. Yep. Don't yep. like it. I think that it could have been good if they if they did something with the cuffs and collar and maybe the side panels to frame it a bit better. But just the pure grey just looks like a workout top before you get on the ground. Yeah, and then right. yep. favourite, oh, I'll probably go, I don't think I picked an Indigenous jumper yet. So I'll go with the 2021 Indigenous okay. jumper. Yeah, fair play. I like that. I like the sides with the artwork there, but it still feels like the calling the Carlton jumper throughout the centre with the added uh, aspects of the Indigenous jumper. I just like it. It's clean. It's nice, and still good. Represents what it needs to, which is good. Yeah. But yeah. Fair play. So there's our jumpers, and again, we'll be posted on Twitter with the podcast, and yeah, let us yep. know what your favourites are. I mean, there is not that many to pick from, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's not too stressed, but yeah. Very true. That's where we're at. And um, yeah, we'll catch you on the next podcast. We'll be going through Collingwood. Yeah, well, yeah. thanks for watching, guys. And yeah, thanks talk for to tuning you next in. Time. We'll talk to you then. Bye.